Good morning. Welcome to the Vineyard. Glad we're here. Amen. Those online, uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're up and running. So let us know you're out there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, uh, we're, we're forever grateful for those that are part of us that are away from us in all different places. And so whew, I had my first hot shower this morning, and, and it was sweet. Nobody's more thankful than my wife. And so, I mean, I don't like hot, but I just hate cold. And so, I, you know, I've been like my dog, doesn't like to have a bath. And uh, I, that water was just, it was healing uh, this morning. Those that don't have that, I'm, I'm, I feel you. We got power uh, uh, two nights ago. And so we, uh, we've been blessed that... Uh, we were displaced from Pine Island, not thinking we would be back for months. Thank you, honey. They let us know that, uh, you know, they just, it was a dire, the way they made it sound when we left and no help was coming. And I'm going to just tell you something about that Islanders out there and those rednecks. Yeah, don't, don't, they'd started their own nation by now if you hadn't, uh, and I thank God. I don't know who he is. I'm not vouching for his company, but I'm I'm voting on him for president. Steve Honk is uh, my man for president, and uh, he's the one that got in the governor's ear because his daughter dates somebody that knew somebody that got to the governor, and he basically said, "I'm not asking permission. I've got my dump trucks already loaded, and we'll build that bridge and we'll fill, we'll fix it in two days." And guess what? He did it in two days. The government, the government would have still been working on it six months from now and all the red tape and all that. So anyway, uh, we, we were able to get back out and, um, to our island and, and, uh, so what we had a, a, a amazing week here at the vineyard. Uh, you know, we partnered with Convoy of Hope. Uh, that's why we do that offering once a year for the children, but it also comes back on us to bless. And they've been bringing tractor trailer trucks here and they'll have, there'll be one Tuesday. Uh, so we got to just get the word out to people that need it. This I've never heard of Deborah and our, our food ministry has been trying to get connected with this Midwest food bank. And I mean, it's an amazing box of good stuff. Um, and they just showed up and brought pallets and pallets. We've, we've gone through twice that much already. And, uh, but we, I'm hoping by, by the end of the day that that'll all be gone so that you will give you permission. If you don't need it, take one for somebody that you can find that needs it. You, you've got to have some, if you need it, take one or two for you, take one for missional, uh, be his presence. Uh, we've had some folks, I think, uh, uh, you guys took some stuff out somewhere in North Fort Myers, and they got slammed and brought food and prayer out there, and we're mobilizing. You know, it's it's uh, uh, you know, it's so we're open today, twelve to three, uh, and every day the rest of the week, we'll figure it out at the end of the week. Is the need still there? We're spending about twelve thirteen hundred a day. We fed five hundred and some yesterday. We're spending, you know. And, and so, you know, when they say that old adage of, you know, you know, save some money for a rainy day, we had a rainy day and we're spending our money. And, and, uh, so we're grateful for all the help. We need some practical things. 
um, uh, we, you know, we value our kitchen and we've trained them. I'm OCD. I just can't make it happen. I just like OCD. I like OCD people that clean. You don't want a free spirit cleaning. They're like, well, that's fine. Put it anywhere. You know, I want OCD. So we have that, but we need help in getting that kitchen clean every day because our chef has to go back to his full-time job and he usually spends an hour after every event cleaning that kitchen. So we need teams at 2.30 for about an hour. So we'll organize them. If you put it on your Let's Connect card, kitchen cleanup. And Sergeant Anel Minton is going to be in charge. Stand up. She's had shoulder surgery, but she can point, and she knows what I'm looking for. So if you can't take direction, don't sign up. I'm serious. Because she'll tell you how to do that thing, and we want it done right. And it's part of being a good steward for the next meal. And uh, so, you know, sign up. We need three, four people every day to come in there and, and one hour. 2.30 to 3. Now we need help running this every day. So you can, we'll be up here every day. The kitchen team will be getting ready. We'll be setting up food. The door will be open. We need people holding signs out there. We, we need we need all hands on deck if you're able to come and be a blessing uh, and to our community. And then Monday, we have our student leadership team are taking, we, we rented a Greyhound bus, and we're taking all our students to Bush Gardens on Monday. And, and those of you with children know, especially middle school, this has been hard on kids. I mean, COVID rocked them, and now, you know, it's been hard. Uh, we've had parents weeping, saying, thank you. How long can you keep them? And so <laughs> we're bringing them back that day. That's a six, $7,000 trip. So we just, we're going to spend our money uh, and we're going to do things as God leads us. I'm going to talk to you about some things in a, in a few minutes. And uh, so, you know, last week, you know the rule here. If you can get here safely, we'll have service. If we'd have been flooded, we'd have had service. If the roof would have been off, we'd have had service. We didn't have power, but we had that big, beautiful garage door open, and that door, and I'm telling you, it was almost chilly in here, wasn't it? It was just beautiful. I, I miss it. I wanted to open They're like, no, Pat, it's, we need the AC. So we had church last weekend, and, and uh, I, I, we evacuated our island with Coast Guard. I love those guys. You know, so funny got in that boat and I got our dog, my wife and I, two Coast Guard guys and we several big heavy suitcases. We again, we didn't know we we're going to get back. I get a little tiny taste of what some of you are living through, uh displaced. I know we're counted up. I'm not exact on this yet. 10 to 12 families in the church no home to go back to. Water damage, destroyed rental properties that can't, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, I get in the boat, and this little, he's young Coast Guard guy, and he's like, ah, he runs aground. He's like, I've taken this route, the same route, many times. I don't know what's, I said, buddy, 
you got a little heavier load in here today. And all eyes were on me, and I moved to the front of the boat and helped uh, level it out a little bit. But we, uh, we, uh, uh, um, we just realized at that moment that we had been in shock. And so this was uh, Hurricane Wednesday. This is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is Saturday. We were in shock. Some of you still be. We didn't realize it. We're in shock. We hit the ground the next day, started helping our friends where their, their mobile home had completely wiped out. I mean, as far as flooded and everything's destroyed. So we started that next day. And uh, so the church has been working. But that Sunday, I got up, stayed in our daughter's home who uh, was had to had to go out. And so we had to her home, sewers bowling up like you guys know, and no AC, and it's an unventilated house. And so I got up that morning with vertigo, uh, which said it wasn't the kind that I couldn't move. It was just the kind I shouldn't have moved. But nothing was going to keep us. We got to church. We had incredible worship. We cried together. And then I'm leaning against the wall over here, literally leaning, because I'm like, God, I'm done. I can't. You know, those of you that have no vertigo, it's I'd, I'd beat me. I've been beat up by four people before. It sounds better when there's more people that beat you up than one little guy that beat me. But anyway, I've been beat up. I was ganged on one time and beat up. I'd do that three times over than have vertigo. Anyway, so I'm leaning against the wall. And I'm like, thank God we're done. And the Lord said, you didn't make a call to Jesus. And I'm like, really, Lord? I said, honey, she's in, I'm leaning on her. I said, Kim, God wants you to make a call to Jesus. <laughs> and she's better at it than I am, really. I mean, she's gifted God. She always gets a better response. And so, and then she said, no, I think you're supposed to do it. I'm like, you don't know what I said, but anyway, it wasn't a, a, a bozo nozo. And so, uh, so I, I said, you're going to have to help me back there. So I go back to the pulpit and I make a call to Jesus. I had a couple ladies, you may be here, I don't know. And two ladies broke, came to Jesus. And, and then I, I said, I felt like there's three. And then sitting over here in this section, this little Spanish boy says it. I've never had he could set the world vineyard record in how fast he said. I'd say, thank you, Jesus, Lord. I mean, it was just a... I was just like, okay, who was that over there? And I was like, see this little Spanish boy? And I said, and the Holy Spirit just prompted me, ask him his name. I said, buddy, what's your, what's your name? I'm not, not embarrassing. We don't, that's not our style. We want to celebrate. He goes, Ian. I said, I said, don't mess with me. I said, what's your name? Ian. I could tell he's Spanish. I said, how do you say that in Spanish? Ian. Come here, buddy. Come on. This is Ian. Some people think I make stuff up, you know, because literally, and I could say a bad word here and I won't, but you could fill in the blank, but you can't make this up. You just can't. You can't. If you're an unchurched person, you knew what I meant. If you're going, what did he mean there, honey? Don't worry about it. You couldn't make. It's the, it's the most powerful prophetic word I've ever had in my life. The, the day we have service after the devastation of a storm named Ian, that we found honey in the dead lion named Ian. And we love you, buddy. You're a good buddy. 
You want to say anything? No. What's your name? Ian. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Are you going to Bush Gardens? He is now, so get back there. You don't have a seat for him? You're, you're going to Bush Gardens tomorrow, buddy. I don't care if somebody has to drive a car behind the bus. And if you got a kid here that's part of this church and you didn't get kind of, you come let Pastor Charles and Mary know and, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get them to Bush. It, it may not be on the bus. But it'll, we'll get you there, I, you know. So see them after service because, you know, we're we're uh, anyway. Whew. He's honey from the dead lion, buddy. I had a, a African American man in the last service gave his heart to Jesus. He was here last week when Ian did that, and it haunted him all week. And every time he told other people, he had chill bumps up and down his arms. And God said to him today, "This is your day." And he stood up in the back and he said, I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. And we had another Ian. Not that his name is Ian. That would be, you know, we don't want to get too. I, I could, though, if you hear me telling the story and his name was Ian too, you could say, Pastor, come back, come back. No one will believe that. God's so good. So good. So all week serving, we got these boxes. I'd, I'd, I'd like them to be gone today because we've got shipments coming. If you don't need one, that's fine. Take one anyway and find somebody that does. It's your assignment. Just pick another. You'll see somebody. Someone you know hadn't got power yet. Someone you know, just bless somebody with that box. Be a missionary. Grab a box, and uh, we're making room for a next order. And so... He is faithful. He's faithful. You know, we started this year, some of you that have been around, you know, obviously we started with uh, uh, Jabez's prayer. Uh, some of you might remember, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Let me just remind you, I want to go to, the Lord brought me back to this. Um, he started the year by telling us that you're going to break. It's a year of breaking out. Not breaking down, breaking out. You know, COVID isolated us. COVID separated us. Mask, no mask. COVID drove people out of church. Ian is bringing them back. Ian is our cure for COVID. You want to know what the cure, it's not Pfizer and it's not Madeira, whatever else. It's Ian. You know what the word Ian means? God is gracious. Really? It's a Welsh word. Scottish I like that part. I'm not Scottish. I just want to be. I'm a wannabe. I could be. I don't know. I just, I'm afraid to check. I'm afraid I'm going to be all English and I'll be depressed. And it's like, I don't want to be English. I want to be Scottish, maybe even Irish, but English. Ah, There's nobody brags about being English. They don't even brag about it. They got beat 
You know, we whooped them. So what do they got to brag about? Just kidding. I've got, I, I have English friends. I used to. And uh, <laughs> they're probably watching online. Ron, Joe, thank you. Sorry, forgive me. You know, my humor can get out of control. So God said all through my journal this past year, can I trust you with more? I'm going to expand your territory. We prayed the Jabez prayer, but in a thousand guesses, I would have never guessed that the answer to the Jabez prayer is Hurricane Ian. Now, you may not have anywhere to put it. I don't either. I'm not blaming God. I'm trusting him. He's bigger than the storm. Whatever darkness was a part of that storm, God is bigger than. I want to just remind you, this is an obscure verse. If you've not been around church life long, and it's just, it's obscure to most people. It's a little bitty prayer in the middle of genealogies of this person was the father of this person and the father of this person. And he had this many sons and his father, father, father. And all of a sudden we jump onto a story that has no father, only a mother and a background that we know nothing about. But it says in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, that's not how he started. This is like starting at the end of his life looking back. He, he, God raised him out of his ashes and made him a leader. We don't know all and the whys, but you can find yourself in this story. Doesn't matter what you're beginning, how bad your family, how much you failed, whatever. God knows you. People wonder, you know, they ask us about our home on, on, on the island. It was literally unscathed. Not a screen was torn. And to think, if you think it's because we're better than people that had theirs destroyed, you don't understand. There are people that are wicked godless people who went unscathed in the storm that's just unfairness of life good people suffer the righteous suffer and we weren't if you god knows me way better than you do if you knew me you probably not wouldn't come to church this morning and listen to me i'm not kidding i went off last night on a vineyard leader for about an hour until kim's finally there's neighbors out there and we're in somebody else's home and they're his neighbors. They're probably thinking, you got a maniac living over there on a thing. I mean, I said words and, I, I, you know, I didn't, it, 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 was a, it wasn't good. It wasn't my, one of my best moments on any level. And you have those moments. And so you repent. I will. Um, <laughs> s- soon. <laughs> it doesn't help. I meant everything I said. I just didn't need to say it that way. And it gets, sometimes it, it, the way we say something gets in the way of what we wanted to say. And it ruins the whole thing because now they're focused on how you said it. And they can't even hear what you said. Uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll clean, I clean up my own mess. And uh, I made it and I'll clean it up. But uh, God's, God's not wiping people's houses out because he's mad at them. And he's not sparing people's houses because he says, you're good. Sometimes he spares people in a way that says, you know, 
I better get my together. I've just shot a DVD series for our next group series. It's called Get Your It Together. That's a new series. Before the hurricane. I shot it on Tuesday with the hurricane with my wife blowing up my phone saying, we're evacuating. They just put out the order. We could have gone to our daughter's home where they wanted to go, but it ended up getting way more damage than our home. So you got to do what God tells you to do. He told us to stay home, and my wife heard that. But anyway, it's another story. So anyway, totally forgot where I was at. New series, Get Your It Together. So some of us got spared because we're better than anybody. It's because God wants us to be, be, be grateful and help others. You know, Jabez started out in pain. Look what it says. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother, the only mention of a mother, I've underlined it. If you go through chapter 4, father, 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 father. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Bad beginnings don't have to be your destiny, wherever you're at, right now in life. You're in a bad place. It doesn't have to be your destiny. This is what Jabez did. He cried out the simple prayer. Jabez cried out to God, and the idea is over and over and over. He cried out four things. Number one, he cried out, bless me a lot, Lord. I need you. Bless me. Not selfish, as Pastor Kim said earlier. We prayed for us today. We're being prayed for all over the world. Uh, literally, this church. I'm getting people calling me that I don't know who they are, pastors. People in Tampa that were like, it was headed for us. It was meant for us. You took it. We're coming to help. We're coming to help. We've got you, we got you on our 24-hour house of prayer team. You're being prayed over. We felt it. And, and don't stop now. And in the middle of this, you know, I just, I've, you know, I don't go down that road. Okay. Bless me a lot. Start there. Don't be, don't be prideful. And not ask, God, I need you. I know others need you worse. Lord even gave me permission to feel sorry for my trees that are down. And my, I love my yard. He had a lush. If you ever been to the Edison home, that's a picture of what our yard looked like, an acre in Pine Island. And I, I, that's my therapy. I work in it. I can work all day and come out. My wife will say, what have you been doing? You, it just grows. It just keeps growing. It'll come back. People say, oh, don't, don't get... You can, you can grieve over your plants being destroyed. You can grieve over your roof being destroyed. You can grieve over your car being destroyed. God cares about all. And perspe- I get it. We got our life. We got our health. We're grateful. We got our home. We, we're, 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 we're blessed. But it's okay to grieve over whatever it is you've lost, even though it's not as bad as someone else. Don't feel guilty and, you know, but be grateful. That's all. God's not looking for you to to, to say, "Oh, I'm glad, glad our our you know, I'm, I'm glad our yard got destroyed. I'm glad my I'm glad my pool cage got destroyed. I'm glad you know." No, it's it's okay to say, "God, this is a mess. It's a hassle. It's a you know." And and but Lord bless us. We gotta. We're praying for a big blessings. God wants to trust this church with a lot more. The second thing He says that God gripped me with, and all through my journal this past year. I'm going to enlarge your territory. He said, Lord, enlarge my territory. 
Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And the idea is free from causing. And God granted his request. We prayed that for a solid month every day, many of you. And, and God, I'm thinking, and God keeps saying, I'm going to expand your territory, expand your territory, expand your territory. We're like, well, I don't know what that, what does that mean? What does that, I'm going to tell you what it means. I know now what that means is that God wants this church. We're the only vineyard in a hundred miles from here. The closest vineyard is either Tampa and it's barely struggling or Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Is that 100 miles? That's probably over. Is that over 100? I don't want to be dishonest anyway. And we're, it should be that Fort Myers Vineyard's gone, uh, not before the storm. There's none in Naples anymore. But, but here's our strategy. I don't want to lay it out. And, and we're, we've got three buckets that we're going to put our resources into. Bucket number one is what we're doing every day here, feeding. It's what we do. We have a kitchen. We, have, we order the food. No one's giving it to us for free. But we have a truck delivery. I'm not talking about this food. I'm talking about hot meals. And we did, like we said, f- over 500 yesterday. And some of them were linemen. And they looked like nine miles of bad road. And we said, come on in. One was from Wisconsin. One was from South Dakota. Don't even know where that is. One was from Michigan. <clears throat> and one was from West Virginia. And... uh if you know that backstory, it's, it's West by God, Virginia. And I just, they sat right here at this table and, and we just, we, were, we served them hot food and, and story after story of people coming in and that's just what we do. Come today and you can hold signs out, let people know we're here. You want to you want to have something exciting to do today? Go hold a sign out. We had one lady that got $50 out of holding the sign out. Not sure why they gave the $50, but she took it no matter what. We're not naming names or pointing fingers, bingle cheerleader, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna point out, you know. She said, doggone it, I'd have got a hundred bucks a few years ago. How do you keep up with her, buddy? You better, you better get to the gym. You better get it. You better tighten up. Threw myself off. Buckets, thank you. Bucket number that wasn't a bucket. Bucket one, do this till we run out. Number two, bucket two, we're going to buy this week, the Lord willing, a food truck. A sixty-five to seventy thousand dollar food truck. We have what are where are we at, Jason, for that? Without asking, we haven't even asked yet. We have thirty-five thousand. And we're going to buy it. I'm not going to get a loan. We'll spend money. If you don't give, we'll, we'll have to give. It. We're going to buy it. Pulling the trigger. And, and we'll have it here and wrapped. It's going to be the new Vineyard Mobile Kitchen that we'll take to. It's not, it's not something, you know, it's not a generator we bought that six months from now we're like, where are we going to put that? 
like a lot of you. Now you can save it for the next century. And so it, that food truck will be, we're going we're gonna to serve food. We're going to serve ice cream. We're going to serve snow cone. I can't wait to go to the trailer park on Pine Island, the Spanish trailer park, and give out snow cones. I don't know. And, and beans and rye, whatever we got. And just show up and give them Jesus. Because the, 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 the emergency people, you, you bump into people trying to help people right now. They'll be gone in a few weeks. But we're not going anywhere. We're on mission. We're staying with who we are. So we're going to expand our borders. Our chef last year at a staff retreat conference had a vision of a food truck and that we would take dinner church to Pine Manor, Harlem Heights, and we will multiply dinner church. And we're like, well, okay, that sounds like a great idea. We don't know. We're buying one this week. We've been shopping. We got one for sixty-five grand out there. Diesel. I'm not talking about a little ice. I'm talking about a big food truck, mobile that drives itself. Doesn't need a tractor trailer to pull it. And uh, so that's bucket number two that we'd love to have you write some checks that can can't give what you don't have, but just maybe think about what your deductible would have been had you had destruction on your house, two percent of the value of your home. Let's start somewhere in that territory, maybe. Some of you may start tithing now. It's like, maybe now's a good time. I didn't get destroyed. Maybe you should thank God. God's not going, well, you don't give, and I spared your home just to bless you for saying, don't worry about giving. Maybe he spared you because he's saying, I want you to do something with some of the extra money. Sow it into the future. I don't want to buy. I don't want to buy. You know what, Charlie? Out of Charlie came our kitchen ministry and that grill out there. That's what came out of Charlie. Charlie could fit in the eye of Ian. And if that grill that's shot, your grill at home works better than our grill. It's shot. It takes hours to get it heated up. And we have served hundreds and thousands of meals off that little grill. It's going into retirement or fix it up and sell it. We're going to get another grill to pull behind the food truck. It's going to happen. Out of Charlie, if that birthed out of Charlie, what's this going to birth? The greater the pain, it can shrink you or it can expand you. It's how do you respond? Jabez said, God bless me. I don't want to live shrunk by my pain. I don't want COVID I don't want COVID. You know what the cure for COVID is? Ian. Sorry. COVID drove people away from church. Ian brought us to our knees. I get all these advertisements to these church conferences, how to do church after COVID. I'm like, screw COVID. We're trying to figure out how to do it after Ian. COVID's old news. We got a new disaster on our hands. It's, it's, it's rocked us. COVID didn't drive people out of their homes. COVID didn't destroy businesses. And, and I know it affected us. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just saying, I don't know what's next. We're in that shaking. Everything can be shaken, the Bible says. It can be shaken so that what can't be shaken, the kingdom of God, is where we put our focus and our hope. And that's our confidence. I can't promise you there's not going to be another storm. I can't say there's not going to be another whatever. 
I just know we have a God that hears the prayer of Jabez and brought him out of his pain, made him more honorable. And we have a God that's going to take us out of this pain. He's going to expand this church. So the third bucket, feeding 12, 1,300 a day. You could say, Pastor, I'm going to cover this week. So we don't worry about it. What is that? Seven times seven, eight, nine. So, you know, whatever. Somebody, you may, I want to go in that bucket. You may want to go in the bucket of the food truck. I'm putting money in that food truck. I'm going to drive that food truck. (laughs) Believe it or not, we had a school bus on Sanibel when we did everything. Kim was the janitor and cleaned the, the toilets. She ran the nursery. I was the yard man and the youth guy. And Charles used to ride on the bus with me. That's how he came to Jesus, scared it out of his mind with me. <laughs> I took the church one time to a Billy Graham movie, and it was raining. I rounded the corner on Summerlin and, and, and Gladiolus. Were you on the bus, Charles? I put it on two wheels. I'm talking about a full-size school bus. It went, ah, boom, hallelujah, kept going. I ran an eight-foot alligator over one night on Cassie Bell Road with that school bus. What'd you do? I backed it up and made sure I finished him. <laughs> I mean, it was a speed bump. It's like, man, I was a big alligator. He's dead now. Shouldn't have been in the road. So I'm going to drive that food truck. Kim will be back there making snow cones. And we're going to have fun. You can have fun and do ministry too. Amen? We, we want to do it with a smile. And what we bring to the table isn't just food and ice cream. We bring Jesus. We're not a one-handed church. There are a lot of organizations out there. God bless them. They're one hand. They're being kind. And I love that hand. But if they don't bring them Jesus, they haven't helped them fully. We feed the body and the soul. We say, how can we pray for you? People coming in here to eat, they're getting prayer. They're getting loved on. How can we pray for you? Oh, no, pray for my No, how can I pray for you? What do you want the Lord to do? I laid hands on a priest out there on Pine Island, and uh, I'm hoping to partner with them and use their property. I'd like to have a team to go clean it up. Some of you that are former Episcopalians, maybe be a great outreach because... Uh, it's a beautiful little church, St. John's Episcopal. He's only been there. Can you imagine he take, took that assignment a month ago? They have two teenagers in the church. It's an old, you know, it's just it's by Flamingo Bay, the trailer park there. And uh, we offered, uh, uh, Terry had a great word, leads our, he said, I'm going to invite, because he was with me when we met him. He said, I'm going to invite those high schoolers to go to Bush Gardens. Well, they're snowbirds. So only youth they have come down in the winter. So we hope to partner there. We want to put a flag in the ground in Pine Island and start a satellite church. And here's our strategy how we're going to do it. We're going to invest in a couple vineyard pastors that are part of this church that spent the hurricane with us and their kids that live out there as well. We've lived out on that island seven, eight years, and we know a handful of people. They've lived on the island half that time and know a thousand people. And they drop names like, because I'm, I'm, to be honest, when I get out there, I'm getting away from people. I've done people. I cross that bridge. You're on island time now. I love my neighbors, but 
I don't know hardly anybody on that island. They know everybody on their end. St. James City, ground zero, devastation. We were there, my wife and I, at sunrise after Ian, first to see if this place had stood. It stood, but had three foot of water, wiped through it in salt water, as you know. Everything it touches, it kills. If it touches a car, kills it. Touches an appliance, it touches furniture, it kills it. We were gutting it because you've got to get the wet out or you know what's coming. And let me show you a picture of uh, this is their, the green is still standing. To the left, gone. To the right, two-story, gone. That roof fell on top of Jim and Vicky's roof there. And we had a team there yesterday because we sat in their living room and we thought they have no insurance. And we sat in their living room. They're retired. And, uh, and we sat there and we said, you know what? We, we, can re- we can rebuild this thing. And I looked at them and I said, if the rednecks can build a bridge in two days, we can build a house in a month. I said, I'm committing right now that you will be in there by Thanksgiving. Because they're staying with us. I want to get them out anyway. I mean, come on. You think it's Jesus motivating me? (sighs) When you stand with somebody that's lost everything and they have joy, I'm angry. They're not. I, I was pissed off at them. They made me look bad. They're happy. Oh, Jesus, my plant made it. Like, who gives a about your plan? You've lost everything, and you're happy. I'm grumpy, mean, and angry. I want to snap on somebody. I did it last night. I snapped on my main leader for an hour. Your neighbors that you clean their pool, they were like, let's go inside. This isn't good. I'm not proud of it, but... I'm just, I watched their testimony of their light shining. They're worrying about their neighbors. Old people that have nowhere to go, that rode out the storm without a roof under a dining room table. They're pulling in their son, Jason and Lynette. She had a dream the day after the storm. She said, you know, I dreamed I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to meet Governor DeSantis. And the next day, he came to Matt Lachey where we're on the other side. The bridge is, the road's out. And her father-in-law, great man of faith that he is, said, well, it looks like you missed your opportunity. <laughs> Two days later, he's on St. James City. They're taking selfies with him. If you ever get a, a dream, Lynette, you tell me, because your batting average is like up here. That's like big league. That's not, you know, Pastor, I had a dream that it rained yesterday. Okay. You know, yesterday. So you got that. Okay. So you're somewhere with me. So anyway, we sat in there for, I said, we're going to, we can't build. I wish we could do everybody's home. We probably, I don't know, we're trying to gather it up. We probably have at least 10 families in this church no longer have a home they can live in. Some it was rental. Some they own flooded. They don't have insurance, uh, displaced. That's just our church. And, and I wear that, and I get it, that I wish we could build everybody. But we can build somebody, and it's not just because 
we care about them, it's because they're boots on the ground and they're going to coordinate the team efforts. I got all these vineyards that want to bring teams and I don't want to be the point person. I want to have a job left and I can't give staff. We have a church to lead. So they're going to be in charge of our Operation Pine Island build a church movement. And so we'll have a satellite church out of it. And they're here with us this morning. And take, show their picture so they'll recognize them. Uh, this is the our next picture. There they are. But you stand up. Jim and Vicki, come on. These are the overholsters. Let's give them a hand. He's an ordained vineyard pastor. They... Vicki was our church secretary for a lifetime, and she still loves us. I mean, they, Jim's been all over this building when we first bought it. They planted a vineyard at the beach for three years, and and you know they're just uh, they're gonna they're gonna help us lead a vineyard with Jace, Jason and Lynette, their son and daughter-in-law. You didn't know these things yet, but we're just telling we're telling you your future. Uh, just check with us. Don't make plans about your future. Check with us. We'll tell you what you're going to do and not going to do. Whether you have a dream or not, we have a dream for you. So, so here's the deal. We're out there tomorrow. If you've got carpentry skills and you can tear stuff down, we're ripping, gutting. We needed. You know how hard it is to find forty sheets of of subfloor. You don't find it. I call people, and, and so Pastor Charles has got family members on the East Coast, and they, they, his family used to run salvage business, and they're just kind of that undergrad. They know stuff. They know where the bodies are, and they know. And it's like plywood is here today. We've got 40 sheets of plywood today. And so we're going to need to tear out all the, all the cabinetry, all the flooring, all the, you know, everything got to go. AC shot. We need an AC, a new one. Um, duck work. So we need trades that have availability. I know you got to work. You got to work. But you've got some skill sets. Now the first few days, we don't need a lot of skill. We need some lug it out to the road, tear it out, lug it out. That's my, my skill set. So if you're in that, let us know, put on your card, Put Pine Island uh, on your card and, and whatever your skill is, plumbers, electricians, we need those. The carpenters, we need. When we go to lay that subfloor, uh, you know, insulation underneath, somebody that's really skinny and likes to crawl under nasty things that will put in insulation, I need that person, that gift. I'm serious. So, you know, sign up. And then... The last in that bucket, we're going to go to Fort Myers Beach when we can and and help Bob and Pam LaForce, who lost the bottom of their house, kept the top. He spent five hours leaning against a sliding glass door to save his family and his home from being ruined. Five hours. He said he was practicing being Samson. And uh, they're our heroes. She runs one of our small groups there with over uh, uh, overcomers, and we have she'll have anywhere from 20 to 35 people. They're gatherers. We will have a vineyard satellite at Fort Myers Beach. So he's going to expand our territory. Now I know how. It's, it's going to be exciting. And so we have a strategy and we have a vision. We're not going to stare at the rubble. If you just drive around and stare at the rubble, you're going to get, if you just sit in your house and stare, you can't stare at the rubble. Lift up your eyes. 
See the kingdom that cannot be shaken. Know that God is a God who rebuilds, redeems, restores. Trust him. Cry out to him as Jabez. Say, God, here am I. I don't want to be the same after Ian that I was before. If we're, It's wasted pain. I don't care if you were exempted. Don't waste the moment. God, make me different after Ian. Find honey in me to be honey in others, to be less selfish, less hoarding, less whatever it is, and more of what God wants you to be and and walking into what. It's time to grow up. It's time to move out. COVID shut us up, isolated us. God sent a cure. Its name's Ian. I'm sorry the rest of the country doesn't get in on that blessing, but we did. And so we're in on it. And so we're going to say, all right, Lord, Ian's going to drive people back to community. You know, COVID took us, killed community, killed it and our culture. And, and now they're worrying about how do we pastor after COVID? No, you're old news. It's after Ian. And it, let, let us be a lesson to other churches. We're going to be generous even if other churches aren't to us that we would expect would be. I was focused on our denomination expecting and wanting them to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not seeing nothing. And I just got, I just, I was so upset. And God said to me, son, remember when you were trying to get that grant to go on sabbatical and you didn't get it? And what did I do, son? I gave you more money than the grant would have given you. And your eyes should never be on the human source, always on the God source. And my eyes not on my denomination right now. They may not do anything. I don't know. I mean, I've had friends already. That's how we got to 30. Well, they had three vineyards gave us 5,000 each. We got to 15. And some of our people have dropped some fives. I need a couple tens in there. Just saying online, watching. What can we do? Write a check. Is there anything we can do? Write a check. Just remember, when people are in crisis, don't ask them if there's anything you can do. Pick something. I don't know what to pick. Give them money. You always need money. We'll figure it out. Don't say, well, let us know if there's anything you can do. I'd put some... Show up like my friend from Miami of 40 years of ministry. Show up the day after we had our first service and sat right over here with our staff. Kevin Fisher from the Miami Vineyard. They've been crushed with COVID. Still down almost half of their membership hasn't returned. He showed up with Abdi from the Doral Vineyard. Struggling little 100 member. And then my buddy in Big Pine that lived through this with Irma, he sent a check. But they showed up, they go, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 cash envelopes, and then a check for 5,000. And then Steve's check came all in one day. We had 15,000 from these three local vineyards. We got 4,000 sent to us from a vineyard. I don't even know who they are. And where is it? Where is Rock Hill? I mean, 
It's a great place. I love them now. They they sent us four thousand, and so, I, but I can't. I'm not going to count. I'm not. I'm not pulling the trigger on the food truck at an overholster's home. Depending on that, if it comes, hallelujah, and we'll apply it to continuing the bucket for Fort Myers Beach. But I can't. I can't. I have to lead now, and I have to make decisions now. I can't wait on the money to come. I'm just going to do it. I could look stupid. I could be unwise, but I'm not going to sit here a month from now saying, well, we saved money in the bank. We got some money in the bank when people are in crisis. So we're going to do what we can do, and, uh, and God will give us more. When we're drained, he'll fill the bucket. I don't care how, he'll fill the bucket. But some of you can help, and I need you to. I need you to be generous as you could be, and as God leads you. If you want to give to the feeding, feed. If you want to give to the food truck, food truck. If you want to give to Pine Island, rebuilding a home by Thanksgiving. And you can give by finding AC, brand new. We've got to need all new appliances, cabinets, furniture. Everything's gone. And again, I got it. There's other people in the church that are like that. But it's strategic for us to get them boots on the ground and get them out of our house. So it's strategic. <laughs> I wouldn't have rode the storm out with anyone else. They're praying people, and they they just serving. I, I, they're you're just they're worth investing in, and they'll the dividends for that area will pay off greatly. So here's the deal. Let's do it together. God's with us. He's for us. He's for you. He's not against you. No matter how it feels, we will rebuild. You're going to see the faithfulness of God in the middle of the storm. Remember, Ian means God is gracious.